Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, growing in faith and friendship. Well, we're now going to have our, our Bible reading. And our, our Bible reading is from Galatians chapter 3 and verses 1 to 5. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law? or by your believing what you've heard. So we are continuing our series through the book of Galatians, entitled Freedom in Jesus. And today we're looking at Galatians chapter 3 and verses 1 to 5. Now there's, there's a very famous story about a tightrope walker named Charles Blondin. And, and he set up a rope across the Niagara Falls. And he walked across this tightrope. In fact, he walked across it numerous times. And eventually, he became so confident that he even walked across backwards. And then he walked across blindfolded. And then he started performing a whole lot of tricks. He would sit on a stool and eat a meal. He would wheel a wheelbarrow across the tightrope. And every time he performed one of these tricks, the, the crowd loved it and they would cheer. But then one day he, he asked the crowd, he said to the crowd, do you believe that I could carry a person across the tightrope on my back? And the crowd cheered and said, yes, yes, we believe. And so he said, okay then, who's going to hop on my back? <laughs> Suddenly the crowd fell silent and everyone started looking at their shoes you see, it's one thing to believe he could carry a person across on his back. It's another thing altogether to actually climb on his back. I mean, that takes faith. That takes absolute trust. It's easy to believe in someone. But faith is more than a belief. Faith is acting on the belief. Faith is climbing on the back. That's real faith. Now, what? It must have been... Uh, one of the most supreme acts of faith by one human in another, a very brave man, perhaps foolish, stepped forward and climbed on his back. And Blondin carried him across the tightrope over the Niagara Falls. I mean, that's amazing. Just imagine doing that. Now, imagine this. Imagine that when he gets halfway across, you're halfway across, the man says to Blondin, thank you very much, but I don't trust you anymore. Can you please put me down? <laughs> I'm going to walk the rest by myself. I mean, that, that will be crazy. Can you imagine Blondin's reaction? What? Are you crazy? <laughs> you're going to fall and die. I mean, who has bewitched you? You you can't walk a tightrope. I mean, that would be insane. That's Paul's reaction uh, to the Galatians. In, in chapter 3 and verse 1, he says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? 
Are you, in verse 3, are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And the flesh within that context is referring to your own human efforts. And so, you know, kind of, kind of in a way, Paul is liking the Galatians. Uh, you know, the Galatians have put their faith in Jesus. They've received the Holy Spirit. Uh, and now the Holy Spirit is carrying them across the tightrope. And they only got about halfway, and all of a sudden they're saying, look, we want to get off. We don't trust you anymore. We're going to, we're going to put our trust in ourselves. We're going to put our trust in our flesh and own human efforts. We, we're going to walk the tightrope by ourselves. That, that's crazy, right? But that's what they're doing. Just a couple of questions. Firstly, what is a Christian? What is a follower of Jesus? A follower of Jesus is someone who's put their faith in Jesus and has received the Holy Spirit. If you you'd haven't put your faith in Jesus, you're not a Christian. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, you're not a Christian. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? Well, simply by putting your faith in Jesus. As soon as you put your faith in Jesus, as soon as you surrender your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes into your life, and and you have a spiritual rebirth. You become spiritually alive. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the very Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is a, a very personal presence and power of God. We have the very power and presence of God living in us. I mean, that's amazing. Just think about it. When you put your faith in Jesus, we have something of infinite power, of infinite worth dwelling within us. It's incredible. And having the Holy Spirit in your life is a very clear sign that God accepts you, that God forgives you. That, that, that you are righteous in the eyes of God. You are right with God. E- even though on, on one level, you're unacceptable. You're unrighteous. But because of what Jesus has done, God accepts you. In fact, God accepts you so much that he's prepared to come and dwell in you in a very personal way by his Holy Spirit. Okay, so with that in mind, Paul says in verse 3, Are you so foolish after beginning by the means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh, by human efforts? Why would they give up on the Holy Spirit? Okay, well, what happened, you should know this by now, we've covered this a couple of times, but when Paul left Galatia, some troublemakers arrived. They were, they were Jewish believers, Jewish followers of Jesus from Jerusalem who came and they said to the Galatians, faith in Jesus and the Holy Spirit is not enough. You, if you truly want to be accepted by God, if you want to truly be righteous, if you want to truly be part of the people of God, you need to be Jewish. And the way you do that is by obeying all the law of Moses. That's, that's all the rules and the commands in the Old Testament, including all the complicated rules and, and rituals. So what they're effectively saying is that faith is not enough. You need works. You, you need to earn your acceptance with God by obeying all of these laws. You, you need to walk the tightrope by yourself. And the amazing thing is these Galatians believed them. 
And they started walking the tightrope by themselves. You know, after beginning by means of the Spirit, they now gave up and they were trying to finish by means of the flesh. The own humanity. Why? Why would they do that? I mean, it takes a very high self-esteem to think you can outperform the Holy Spirit. Right? I mean, it's a really high self-esteem if you think you can do better than the Holy Spirit. But we do it all the time. We do it all the time. Now, over here, Paul is making a distinction between beginning and finishing, between beginning and starting your Christian life and moving forward and completing and finishing in your Christian life. Now, we would all say, yes, we, we, we're saved by grace. You know, we, we are, are, are accepted by God. We're forgiven. We, we, we're righteous in the eyes of God. And it's got nothing to do with what I've done. It's got everything to do with what Jesus did. We would all say that. But then the question comes, how do I move forward? How, how do I actually live a righteous life? I, I know I'm accepted, I'm forgiven, and, and God loves me and all that, but how do I actually live this righteous life? How do I become more and more like Jesus? And most of us answer that question by saying, well, I know I'm a saved by grace, through faith in Jesus alone, but the way I become more and more like Jesus is by trying really, really hard. <laughs> yeah? I, I, I'm really struggling to forgive this person, but, but I, I, I mean, I know God has forgiven me, I know I'm all right with God, but, but how do I, I forgive that person? Most of us answer, by trying really, really hard. Jesus on the cross forgave his enemies. I need to be like that, so I'm just going to have to try really, really hard. And Paul's saying, no. No, we've got the Holy Spirit to help us. You see, the way you start the Christian life is the way you move forward in the Christian life, and it's the way you end the Christian life. The Christian life starts with us receiving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then empowers us, and it ends with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And Paul demonstrates this by appealing to their own experience of the Holy Spirit. He, and he asks them two questions. Two questions. The first question he asks is in verse 2. He says, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by believing what you heard? So this is all about how you start the Christian life, how you receive the Holy Spirit. Now, both Paul and the Galatians know that, that they have received the Holy Spirit. That is not the question. The question is, how? How did they receive the Holy Spirit? Was it by works or by believing? Faith. Uh, do we receive the Holy Spirit by obeying all the laws of the Old Testament or, or all the laws of some moral code and, and becoming sorted and perfect? And then we have earned the right for the Holy Spirit to come and live in us? Or is it simply by putting our faith in Jesus? Even though we're not sorted, we're not good, we make mistakes and we mess up, but we put our faith in Jesus. That, that, that's the two options. And, and the answer is obvious. It's faith in Jesus. Because the Galatians weren't Jewish. 
So they didn't have the law of Moses. They didn't even know about the law of Moses. And long before these troublemakers arrived, they had already put their faith in Jesus and they already received the Holy Spirit. So the answer is obviously faith in Jesus. You see, we will never be good enough to earn the right for the Holy Spirit to come into our life. It's not a matter that we have to clean our life up so that the Holy Spirit can come in. It's not like we're going to say, okay, God, look, I've completely sorted my life out. I've got my life together. I've cleaned up. I'm completely pure. So I am now ready. You can come and live in me. We're never going to do that. At least that wasn't the Galatians' experience, and it definitely wasn't my experience. My experience was I came to God just as I was, a sinner, selfish, self-centered. And the Holy Spirit came into my life just in that condition. Just as I was, he came into my life. And you see, it's the Holy Spirit that comes in and, and, and he transforms us and he purifies us and he cleanses us and he empowers us and he starts carrying us across the tightrope. It's the Holy Spirit. The second question is in verse 5. And the, question, the second question in verse 5 is very similar to verse 2, except verse 2 was in the past tense. Verse 2 was about how we start, how we begin the Christian life. Verse 5 is all in the present tense. It's about how we move forward in the Christian life. And so he says in verse 5, so again I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by believing what you've heard? Now the two verbs, give and work, are both in the present tense, and they, so they refer to and they imply that God continually keeps giving His Spirit and God continually keeps working miracles among you. Uh, and the question is, well, why does God do that? I mean, God is working miracles among them every day. Uh, uh, how does that happen? Is it because they have obeyed the Jewish law? No. It's because they continue to believe. And believing is also in the present tense, and it refers to that continually putting your faith in Jesus. And what Paul is saying over here, God, by His Holy Spirit, will continue working in your life in a powerful way to the degree that you keep on and continue putting your faith in Jesus. The point where we start shifting our trust from Jesus and start shifting our trust into our own good works, into our own achievements, into our own human effort, is at the very point that we'll start hindering the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. And, and this happens all the time. We start off, we, we, we put our faith in Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit comes into our life and God does these amazing things and, and, and really incredible things within our life. And as we move forward, we start taking the credit. We start taking the credit. And we go like, well, you know, you know why God's doing all this? It's because I pray every day. It's because of my prayer. You know, you know why God answers my prayers? It's because I read my Bible every day. You know what? God's showing up in incredible ways and, and providing for me is because I go to church every Sunday. It's, it's, it's about me. But it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about God. Of course, we won't, we won't verbalize it in that way. What normally will happen is uh, suddenly something goes wrong. Things aren't going so good. You, you're not sensing God working in your life in a powerful way. And you go, ah, you know, you know why? You know why this is, I, I'm not praying enough. I'm not praying hard enough. I need to pray more. Uh, I must spend enough time with God. I need to spend more time with God. But it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about God. 
Why does God heal people? Why does God save people? Why does God answer prayers? Why does God sometimes appear and do these wonderful, miraculous and supernatural things? Is it because you and I are so great? Or is it because we have a great God? Is it because we're so good? Or is it because God loves us and He wants to bless us if we will allow Him? But will we get it back to front? We get it the wrong way around. We think, well, if I'm really good and if I become more and more like Jesus, then God is going to bless me. But that's back to front. God loves us and blesses us and gives us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes into our life and transforms us and we become more and more like Jesus. So often I have to remind myself, it's not about me. It's about God. Uh, and so I often have to remind myself to let go and let God. You see, when you've been a Christian for a while, it's, it's very easy to start becoming a little arrogant. We think, well, well I, I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. No, I don't do that. Well, I'm pretty good, aren't I? <laughs> You know, I, I, I can kind of run my own life now. You know, I'm going to relegate the Holy Spirit to co-pilot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got, this, I've got this sorted. But as soon as we do that, as soon as we start taking the credit, as soon as we start driving, it's the very point that we start hindering the Holy Spirit. And we suddenly feel like, well, you know, God feels a bit distant. I'm not sensing that, that ongoing, continual spiritual blessing that I normally experience from the Holy Spirit. And it happens in, in, in ministry as well. We, we'll start a new ministry and, and we'll step out in faith. We'll trust God and God will show up and, and minister within us and through us and within the church in, in an incredible way. And then as time goes on, we think, well, we kind of got this under control. I, I, can, I can do this now. I've got this all under control. You know, I'm going to relegate the Holy Spirit to co-pilot. And I'm going to take control here because I, you know, I've got this sorted. And, and, and then you start thinking, well, I start thinking, well, you know, if, I, if I'm not there, if I, if I don't actually go there, and if I don't do this and I don't do that, well, then the Holy Spirit really won't be able to minister. You know, the Holy Spirit really needs me. <laughs> but it's not about me. It's about God. As soon as we do that, we hinder the Holy Spirit. Because we're putting our trust. We don't even realize about it very, very subtly. We start shifting our trust from the Holy Spirit into our own good works and our achievements and how good we are. And so we hinder the Holy Spirit from working in our life. So I have to continually remind myself it's not about me. Let go and let God. You see, we all need more of the Holy Spirit in our life. The only way we'll ever become more and more like Jesus is by surrendering more and more to the Holy Spirit. We'll never be able to do it just by trying really, really hard. By doing it on our own good works and merits and human effort. We'll never be able to do it. We'll only be able to do it by letting go and letting go. By surrendering and putting our trust in Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to come into our life and fill us and to transform us. So, how can we ensure that we always rely on the Holy Spirit? 
Well, in verse 1, Paul says, Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. Now, why does he say before your very eyes? I mean, quite clearly, the Galatians weren't there to see Jesus dying on the cross. So why does he say before your very eyes? Well, when he says that, that before their very eyes, that Jesus was clearly portrayed as crucified, it means that Jesus' death on the cross has become so vivid to them, so graphic to them, that it was as if they saw it with their own eyes. It means that it's not just head knowledge, but it's, it's sunk in. It's penetrated the heart. That they know within their heart that, that, that God loves them so much that he died for them. You see, you can come to church for years. You can know all about Jesus. You can know all about Jesus' death. But if it hasn't sunk in, you're not a follower of Jesus. You can be doing a whole lot of religious good works, but if it hasn't sunk in, You're not a follower of Jesus. When it sinks in, and suddenly it penetrates the heart, you suddenly just be filled with awe, a sense of awe. You just stand before God in in awe and wonder, and you stand before His amazing love for you, and you just in awe because He loves you so much, and you realize in your heart that He loved you so much that He died for you because He wants a relationship with you. And when that penetrates your heart, Suddenly, everything else pales into insignificance. All your achievements, all your good works pale into insignificance in comparison to God's amazing love. And the Spirit of God comes into your life. That that very personal presence and power of God comes into your life. and, And you feel the warmth of God's love in your heart. Has that happened to you? Have you got the Holy Spirit? Have you experienced that very presence and power of God in your life? Because God wants to pour His Spirit into your life. But are you prepared to get on His back and let Him carry you across? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we confess that... uh, so often we slip into that works mentality. So often we, we, we rest upon our, our own good works and our achievement. We start taking the credit. We slowly shift from putting our trust in you and the Holy Spirit. And, and we very crazily say, let me down. I'm going to walk this tightrope. Father, won't you forgive us? Won't you highlight those areas in our life where we do that, where we don't trust in you? And help us, Father, help us to, to continually put our trust in you. And Father, I just want to thank you that you do love us so much, that you want to to dwell within us by your Spirit, that you want to do amazing things in our life. And Father, the only thing that hindering that is so often us, because we want to do it ourselves. Father, won't you forgive us? And won't you reveal yourself right now by your Spirit afresh, that we can clearly see Jesus crucified, and that it would sink in and touch our heart, and that we would be so in awe and Stand in such wonder of you and your amazing love and just allow your spirit to come into our life and and do amazing things. Father, we thank you that we don't have to move on from that. That Christian life starts with the Holy Spirit, moves on with the Holy Spirit and ends with the Holy Spirit. Father, help us to, to let go and let you take control. Help us to realize it's not about us, it's about you and that we can rest in that. And help us to get on your back and trust you to carry us home. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. 
For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.